You're listening to only the best internet radio station in the world. No, the universe. I don't want to write this down. I don't want to tell you how I feel right now. Time to write this down I wanna tell you how I feel right now Hey Tomorrow may never come For you or me Life is not a problem Tomorrow may never show up For you and me This life is not a problem I ain't no perfect man I'm trying to do the best that I can My heart and soul to the song. I hope you feel me From where I am to wherever you are I mean that sincerely Tomorrow may never come For you and me, life is not promised WNT9 Talk Radio. I'm your host, King Henry, and today, wow, I have to take a breath. I have a powerful brother on with us today, Derek Hansford. Some may know him as Malai. Wow, man. First of all, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum For everybody who don't know the process of these interviews, we I normally would contact the person or it would contact me and uh, you know, we would have like a prep talk about, you know, in all honestly, uh about three minutes, five minutes tops. And um I've been talking to the brother Derek Hansford for maybe over an hour before we even yeah. presented yeah. this podcast to you all. And I must tell you that um, I am very um, honored and I'm very humbled, you know, by the, uh, the wisdom that the brother has been sharing with me. And um, I, I want to start off by uh, getting people familiarized with, uh, you know, who you are um, in regards to, you know, your, your inspiration. Are you like the founder of POI? There's a program called POI, Power Point of Impact. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm actually the founder of Umatubara Jemia, Community United Focus uh, Cuffs. And it's a nonprofit organization that um, I have, you know, founded from uh, my time in the, in the Bing when I was in the prison systems here in Virginia. And um, through the support of my wife and family, my sister Nikki, um, we expanded it and expanded it out here into society and a free society and came from that uh, we felt a very necessary program called point of impact poi prisons of incarceration and so um pretty much from that perspective i just took time to uh, build this program and which really is inclined to get an individual to reflect on his inner self and recognize that the uh, the impacts of our lives are meant 
to, you know, elevate us, not stagnate us. Right. And see, in the in the counseling society, is a a a, a, a verbiage that they use where it would say maladjustment. Okay, and I found that I myself was an individual who fit into that title because I never was able to adjust properly throughout my growth in society because I kept reflecting at the faults in the past negatives of my life to believe that, you know, this is where I belong. And every time I would run, I would come into another impactful situation in my life instead of allowing it to alter my life and change my life for the better, I would find myself sitting in the puddle of mud and wallowing in it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I felt it very important to create a, a, a program like this, which really fundamentally it deals with loving self, uh, cleansing your heart, and changing people, places, and things in the short, in the short term. Yeah. Wow. Now, you, you, you've said... Um there's uh, cleansing the heart and changing people, places, and things. Uh, right. uh, uh, I mean, what is the inspiration? Like, why? Why do such a thing? Well, you know, first and foremost, you know, I, 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 after serving 25 years in the Virginia Department of Corrections, you know, coming from Patterson, being born and raised in Patterson, New Jersey, um, and also uh, running through the streets of Patterson and Passaic, New Jersey, North New Jersey. You know, my glimpses of life when I was growing up was always fashioned around, you know, hard, a hard life. You know, drugs, uh, you know, um, crime, you know what I'm saying, um, aggressiveness, you know, always being overly aggressive and assertive, you know, and not really understanding like this these 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 attributes of life that I was living and manifesting every day, you know, thinking that I'm be I'm I'm manifesting myself as a man, not realizing that this is you know, men don't live like this. Mm. Real men Rajun, you know, real men as we say in Arabic, Rajun, a real man, he he doesn't you know allow his desires to precede his responsibilities. Right. And, you know, I didn't understand that then. You know what I'm saying? Real men sacrifice, man. That's right. Real men, real men put their desires to the side, their pride to the side, and they sacrifice for the well-being of those who they're responsible for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The, their mothers, their, 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 their parents, when their parents are growing older, their children, their women folk, not only their wives, but just the women in general of, the, of their family and their community. You know what I'm saying? And their community. Like, I didn't understand these things. Mm -hmm. And as I went through my path of being incarcerated and I started to uh, gravitate more to the correct Akhida beliefs and Minhaj methodology of my faith, which is Islam, I started to realize how I was being, you know, the deprivation that I had brought upon myself and my family, like that's not what real men do. Right. And so I started to refine myself and just, um, you know, uh, as I was uh, reflecting with you earlier, you know, um, as I would always tell the people, you know, knowledge precedes speech and action, man. You don't do, you don't jump out the window and do something and then say, well, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Exactly. You get the knowledge first, and then you do it. Then you, right. the actions come, and then the speech come. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, once you get the knowledge, then you act on the knowledge. And then when you act on the knowledge, now you can speak on the knowledge. Why? Because you got wisdom to support your actions. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. To support it. And I, I learned that, you know, through my experience of being incarcerated, um, and, um, I have nothing but gratitude for the path that I had to travel, you know, um, and I just felt the necessary need, man, because that was the point of my impact, my imprisonment. I was sentenced to 50 years with 30 years to do 
for unarmed robbery, no weapon, no assault, no trauma to the victim. Mm. For two hundred dollars, man. For two hundred dollars. And on the record, let me tell you, it was ridiculous. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was only supposed to receive per my pre census report two years. Okay? But yet I ended up with a fifty year sentence with thirty years to do. Mm. I did hard time with men who had had double homicide, you know, things of this nature. You know, um, I had people who had done vicious crimes, man. And I'm dwelling amongst these people and the whole time they thinking I'm one of them. Mm. But then when they would hear my story, they'd be like, what? You know, like, really? Right. You know, like you in here for what? <laughs> mm. So, you know, I look back at, at when I when I started my bid, of course there was an anger in me. What man wouldn't be? I wasn't I was I I like to say this to people all the time. Like, you know, we had a lot of young black men, we be talking about how we conscious and we aware. You know, we be talking about, yeah, man, the black man, this and yo man, you gotta, you know, you gotta have knowledge of self and you got to Man, all of that sound good. Hmm. But are you manifesting this so-called knowledge that you have? It is. And this awareness that you have. Right. How can you be aware that your people was enslaved and then you turn around and place yourself in enslavement? Mm. That's a blind individual. Wow. That's a blind individual, man. And that's what I was at one time. You wow. know? I had all the awareness of, of slavery. I knew about the, the, the horrible crimes of, of police killing black people, black profiling. I knew that long before the um, social network came about. Right. You ain't, that, that, that was an uh, uh, impact in my family with my cousins, like, um, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, Hurricane Carter and, you know, um, right, right. other family members that we have in the Hansford family that was killed in the streets. My best friend Tito Rosa was shot on his knees with the handcuffs on on his with one handcuff on on the, on East Eighteenth and Park Avenue at sixteen years old by a cop. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I knew of the brutalities, right? But yet, I still fell victim, and that's a fool, man. Mm. That's a fool, and sadly. Today, so many of us, man, we're not taking advantage of these of these impacts in our life that should be changing us, man. Right. Not a lot, not keeping yourself incarcerated, locked up in this this mindset that yo, you know, you got to be the gangster, you got to be the killer, you got to be the man on the block. Nah, man, that's a false false perception of life. Right. I just was doing a uh, a podcast with someone about. Uh, reality TV. And a lot of times, you know, we were talking about how people, you know, they misjudge other people's character or people's reasoning for doing what they do. And mm -hmm. they go and as, as young youth, we, you know, we go and mimic things that we see, not understanding it, but right. trying to, you know, uh, live up to what we see on TV and things of that nature. Um, right. so, so some type of hype. And, uh, right. When right. you're saying what you're saying, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of, you know, uh, uh, trying to get in tune with the world. That's not really. That's, yeah. You know, it was a, it was an old hustler on the block, man. He used to tell me all the time. He said, man, why you always want to be somebody of people that's nobody? Mm. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, wow. I used to be like, what? Wow. He used to tell me, he said, like, man, why do you want to be somebody to people that's nobody? Wow. You know, and I didn't understand that verbiage at that time. And as I was sharing with you earlier, like um, one of my my my, my mentors, man, this this man, uh, his name was Hakeem Abdul Hakeem Ralph Walker from out of D.C. Man, um, he was my 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 religious leader of faith before he passed away. He died in the prison system. Uh, they gave this man parole and took it back from him, man. What? Okay, yeah, this is what they did to this man. He died after three brain surgeries uh, to remove cancer from his brain. Wow. Okay, he died in the prison system, you know. Wow. But he once used to tell me all the time, man. He said, "People who love you, they don't like to see you change." And as I was sharing with you, I didn't understand that. 
And then when at one time I went into the hole, you know, because uh, I used to serve long times in the hole. I, I didn't know how to control my temper. You know, being in, in, in the penitentiary down here, I was, you know, we I was raised to be aggressive. You know, I was raised to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, overly aggressive and assertive, uh, never to back down. Right. And so I, I stayed, I stayed in a lot of, you know, conflicts, protecting, calling myself, protecting my, my community and the people who were of my circle when I was, you know, uh, because I was raised as a protector and everybody who know me when I was on them streets, you know, it's like, I'm there for you, you know, even if you're in the wrong, you know, and, and I didn't understand how crazy I was to be like that, but that's what I was raised to be, you know? Right. And, um, he sent me a kite while I was in the hole and he said to me, he says, so, um, remember, remember when I told you people who love you, they don't like to see you change. And he said to me, he said to me in the kite. So I suppose them brothers you was fighting for loved you, right? Mm, wow. And, and it made me realize what he was saying, man, is that when you're doing wrong, man, the people who doing the wrong with you, they don't want to see you change. Bro. Wow. When you're doing the wrong thing, the people who are out there walking with you in that light of wrong and darkness that y'all living, they don't want to see you change when you're holding the package, when you're holding that gap and you're robbing everybody and they getting all the, they, they enjoying that wealth that you out this splurging with. Mm. When you fornicating with women and you spending your money, you fornicating with these sisters and you know, and you making all these babies that you're not fathering to. Mm, mm, mm. And you taking all your money and you busting out and you putting on all the fresh gear while your children is starving to get a wow. better life. Right. Your parents is working hard and you out there, you know, the people don't they don't want to see you change, bro. Right. So just like the people who love you. For the good you do, they don't want you to change to be running the streets, selling mm. drugs, being out there. They don't want to see you <laughs> part of living like that. So the point of impact is just something that I had to put together to get people to realize, man, that we have to stop being prisoners to our own incarceration. Wow. You know, you can't believe for one second that the life you're living is going to be a life of prosperity mm. when all the signs of it failing you is presented to you right you turn on your television you you hear the news you go out your street on your corners you see it happening in your neighborhood you go in your homes you see it going on in your own you know in your own housing environment and where you rest at where you reside at right and then you honestly believe that oh you can do it better Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, I could do it. He messed up, but I could do it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I ain't yeah. gonna do what he did. <laughs> right, and that's that's something that goes, um, you know, from generation to generation. That that yep. mentality, yep. passed on. Let me ask you this: Why do you why do you think prison sentences are so long in America? Like, why 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 the 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 harsh sentences? Well, I mean. Is, is the the reality of it is, because that modern day slavery. I mean, I ain't, you can't address it no other way. Wow. You know, and see, the sad thing about it is, the same people who was once slaves are now the same people putting down these rulings. Mm. See, this this is where we fall asleep at. We run around here, keep talking about the white man. Right. Man, a man is a man, man. That's it. A man is a man. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian. Evil persists in every human being on this earth, man. It is. That's real. You know, Allah tells us in the Quran that every man has a, and woman has a jinn, man, an evil jinn. The Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may Allah's praise and, and, uh, and salutation be upon him, he was able to tie his jinn down. But me and you and all of us, us people who uh, are so arrogant, we, we ain't built like that. Right. So if we don't Pose towards the change of rectifying our affairs, man. Then we're just walking into, you know, a, a, a pillar of death. Mm. And the sad thing about it is, is that our people, we so accustomed to wanting to be like what we're not, right? That we don't realize how, you know, this life, like, the, like I'm, a, I'm gonna give you a prime example, man. 
Uh, what's the young lady that was killed in in uh, Kentucky? Um, she was shot in Louis uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, uh, I may allow uh, forgive Bri me. Brianna, you talking about? Uh... Uh, no, no, is it Brianna? The young lady that they they shot her in the house and then locked her locked her boyfriend up. They shot her in the house. Okay. And anyway, the prosecutor, I forget her name, it'll come to me. The prosecutor was a black young man, right? Now, do you think he was even concerned about this being a black or white issue? You're talking about Breonna Taylor case. Breonna Taylor. Right. Thank you, brother. Thank right. you. And may, may uh, her family forgive me or those. I hope I didn't offend anybody, but not, you know, remember her name. But this young lady was Breonna Taylor. Now, this, this prosecutor, this leading prosecutor, was a young black man, wow. a prospering young black man. Wow. Who knew with every fiber in his body that the injustices that happened was not saying that the injustices that happened were motivated by race. Right. But irregardless, they, it was an injustice. Exactly. Whether it was motivated by race, whether it was motivated by hatred for, for uh, drug dealing, whether they, there was, that was a crime committed, man. Right. Clear injustice. Clear injustice. But see, when it comes to people of color, the reality is that that's not something given presidents to. Mm. And this is where we as a people, we got to stop. We keep talking about so-and-so is the devil, but yet we mimic the devil. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to call the white man the devil and I'm doing the same thing he's doing? Right. I'm drinking, fornicating, practicing bigotry, being unjust, not dealing in equality. I mean... Neglecting my children. Mm -hmm. So how am I any different than him? If this is what I say of him. Right. So, you know, people have to realize, man, you have to change, bro. As I say in my in my book, which is Point of Impact, I have a book which I'm gonna get uh, published soon of Point of Impact, POI, Prison of Conservation. To change for the better, you should never fear. Mm. But to not change when you know you are wrong right. would be your greatest fear. Powerful. That should be your greatest fear. Powerful. I think ownership plays a whole lot to it, man. Um, responsibility. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Come on, yeah. Listen, this whole experience for me, man, um, and returning home has been a beautiful experience. You know, um, I, I love my family dearly because they have been, um, they have been mm. my, my um, yeah, brother. You know, they have been my strength, man. My, my mother, my father, yeah, man. my sisters, my wife, you know, all my brothers, man, my brothers. And I have to call them my brothers. Right. You know, because my brothers that I, I grew up with, you know, in, in the streets of Patterson and Passaic in Newark, New Jersey, all my cousins. You know, when I was doing my time, as I was sharing with you, a lot of times, man, I, I was feeling like my family was turning their back on me. Mm. Because I was like, you know, like, like, man, you know, why they not helping me out with a little money from a commissary, you know? Right. <laughs> they know I need some things in here. You know, why they not coming to visit me, you know? Why I'm not getting no letters? Why Why they not hitting me up on JPay? But as my time kept growing, I started to realize that, hey, oh, man, stop being selfish, man. Right. People out there living life. You in prison, man, living life. So when I got out of prison, man, mm. listen, man. My mother, my wife, and my, my, my stepfather picked me up from the penitentiary, right? It was 6 o'clock in the evening. I got in the car, and all, the, all I could hear was, boy, somebody wanted, your cousin here, your, your, your people, somebody, the phones wouldn't <laughs> stop ringing, man. That love, man, pouring in, man. The phones, <laughs> the phones wouldn't stop ringing, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, it was nonstop. Yeah. And then I went in the, in the first place we stopped. That was a a a, a, a Burlington Coke factory. Because mm. I wanted to get out of the khakis, and right? <laughs> crazy, right. You know the state penitentiary, mm -hmm. and I had on some raggedy shoes because I gave away all my clothes to the brothers because who would need it, you know? And I took some, and we went in there, man. And, and I'm gonna tell you something, man. Uh, my brother Emmanuel. Mm. You know, he, I was on the phone with him and he was like, where you at? I said, man, we at Burlington's. I said, where you at? He said, I'm in Norfolk. We was in Chesapeake. 
So he said, man, I'm, I'll be there in a few minutes. Mm. So we like, man, okay, I'm going to meet. I'm like, I'm going to meet you. He said, I got you. Before I can get out the store, <laughs> within 15 minutes, my brother was there in the line standing behind me. Practically scared me to death, man. <laughs> I said, man, how you find me, yeah, man? He man. said, man, man, you home, brother. I, I man, right. ain't nothing going to stop me from getting to you. That's right, man. That radar going off, man. Yeah, man. And it's like I'm the, the support is what has really elevated me, man, to even become a better man than the man I was working to be while I was doing my time. Mm. You know, and, and all of this love, you know, from you and, and everybody, man, it's like just really, you know, helped me to, you know, elevate even more so and, um, you know, just get to work, you know. And um, this is why it's so important for me to get this book published. Right. To get it out to try to help other brothers and sisters, you know. And when I say brothers and sisters, I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about people in general. Right. Human beings. Because right. when I did my time, my Muslim brothers wasn't just black brothers. That's right. You know, when I did my time, the people that was ready, that was eating with me every day, that was ready to go to war with me to see to it that Brenda Hansford and Johnny Hansford's son came home safe. That's right. They wasn't all black. Mm -hmm. To see to it that I got a just so uh, that I got a conditional pardon from the governor, you see, and and I learned so much, man, from just just going through this experience that I don't have no bitterness. Right. I'm grateful. Right. That's that I growth. want. That's that growth. I want. Right Absolutely, brother. I want. Absolutely. You see, I want. I don't have a desire to stand on the street corner any longer. Mm, mm, mm. Now. You wanted this, man, you got it. You see, this the beast that you didn't want to come out. Right, right. You see right, what I'm saying? Right, right. This the beast. They, they didn't want this beast to come out. And I have to salute so many brothers that held me down, like a um, brother out here named Paul Teller, Shaquem, uh, Shaquille Ali, you know, these brothers, man, who fought for me, a uh, brother named Yaya Gaston. You know, these brothers who stood by my side, um, the elder by the name of Kabir, Abdul Kabir. You know, these are, are brothers and people who are my extended family. That man, they fought hard for me to come home. Right. You know, my brother Emmanuel, as I spoke with Emmanuel, I sued my brother-in-law, Rick, you know, who's uh, married to my sister, Nikki. You know, these are people who fought for me, man, like tooth and nail, tooth and nail. Man, you you, you 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 are so you you expose so much gratitude, man. Um, because usually you know brothers and sisters be having uh, um people in general just be having like this real fiery, angry you know uh, a personality, man. When they come home, man, and and for you to be so filled with gratitude and and, and love, it really shows your your level of growth. Um, you spoke earlier about. You know, in our pre-conversation, you spoke yeah. about, you know, that period of time when you didn't love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, you know, like, see, how can you love yourself when, listen, man, I'm treating everybody else good, but I'm dogging me. Mm. I'm out here sniffing heroin, smoking crack, fornicating, fighting in the streets, doing everything that I can that was destructive. But I'm telling you that I love me in and out of penitentiaries, county jails, like, that's not love for self, man. Mm. And I started to realize that, you know, as I put in my book, as I quote it, like, treat people the way you want to be treated. So why do you treat yourself the way you don't want to be treated? What kind of sense does that make? That you treat everybody around you with the respect, the benevolence, the kindness that you want them to have, but you don't treat yourself with it. Right. And to me, that's just totally backwards, man. You got to treat yourself before you can treat somebody else, man. Mm. And so I just got tired of dogging me. Wow. You know, I got wow. tired. Of, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to share something with you, man. I got tired of being macho man, having all this macho bravado. You know, in the penitentiary, as I told you, I was, I was, I was rough. I was a rough neck, man. I did a lot of rumbling. My first uh, eight years in my bed, you know, coming from Jersey, you know, being in the Virginia penitentiary, you know, it was an easy transition for me. You know, uh, and um, it was tough, you know, and I did a lot of, you know, cuffing up, making my way, which, which, you know, 
I, I didn't understand was really a harm to me. But what I what I started to realize was that man, like that doesn't make me a man. And I started molding myself to realize that I have to, you know, my heart has to be cleansed, man. How how do you where do you begin with 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 cleansing your body? You begin you begin with your heart. Mm -hmm. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam made a peace and a praise and salutation of Allah be upon him. He said that in the body there's a morsel of meat that if it is if it is ruined. The whole body is ruined. Mm. And so the people, they say, Ya Rasulullah, what is that? Oh, messenger, what is what morsel means that? He said, it's the heart. He says, the heart. Mm. And he said, the heart is between the two fingers of Allah. And Allah fluctuated in any direction that he likes. So the body, what I learned is that the human body, all of his limbs function by the cleansing blood that the heart pumps to it. Mm. So how could your mind think positive when the heart is not cleansed to pump positive blood or clean blood, wow. cleansing blood to the brain? Wow. If I'm listening to foul music all day, foul talk all day, right. I'm, re I'm reading foul talk all day, I'm watching foul talk all day, everything that I intake is foul. Mm. How can my thinking even be in any form or fashion of a beneficial positive concept is not going to happen. Right. So you got to cleanse your heart first. Mm -hmm. And that's what I started doing, man. I started cleansing my heart with my faith. And, um, and from there I started cleansing my heart with, you know, a good behavior, character, you know, worship. And this is what I did. And, um, I'm going to tell you, it's the most beautiful thing to experience. All praise due. Now, all praise, all praise due to Allah. Because once I started cleansing my heart, then, of course, that led me to realize how I had to change people, places, and things. Right. And I had to have courage to do that. Right. See, I couldn't worry no more about how so-and-so felt. Mm. Because remember, we was talking about when people love you, they don't want to see you change. Right, right, right. Well, guess what? I love myself, so I had to change. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. I mean, just that alone is powerful because a lot of, like I was telling you, a lot of times I felt the same way. No. I felt the same way. I didn't, you know, I, you know, until it was, you know, said to me at the right time, you know, you know, are you happy? Yeah. Are you, yeah. yeah. You know, are you happy? You know, I right, later for what you're doing, but are you happy? That's powerful, man. Powerful. I, told, I, I told you earlier, man, I never forget it, man. Like, a, a great scholar of our faith of Islam, uh, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, Muhammad uh, Abdul Wahab, the great reformer of Islam, he had uh, mentioned there's three points of a person obtaining happiness. And he said the first point is gratitude, of a person having gratitude when they are given, being thankful to Quran, to Allah, having gratitude, being thankful, being grateful when they're given. And then when they're in trial, he said, being patient in the trial, being patient in the trial. Mm. And then when they sin, they would repent. So you had shukran, thankfulness, you had sabbath, patience, and then you had tawa, repentance. Mm. And when I started reflecting on that, I decided I was going to apply that to myself. Because, see, being grateful don't mean when you're given, when something is given to you, don't mean it's always going to be something that you like. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Allah says in the Quran that we like a thing which is bad for us and we love a thing which is, which is, which is, uh, we like a thing which is, uh, we dislike a thing which is uh, good for us and we like a thing which is bad for us. Okay? And this is a lot of times that I started to realize, like, I had to have gratitude, man. Wait a minute, man. I didn't like being in prison. Mm. But look at all the opportunity prison was allowing me. Wow. Not because they was giving it to me, but right. because it was available to me to take. You took and responsibility I took, for it. To, I, to took, I took accountability. I stepped up, got my GED first. Mm. I started applying myself Ooh. to learning my religion. I learned how to read and write Arabic and fluently. I'm still learning translation. Mm. Um, I learned my religion like I was supposed to. I got an education in drug and alcohol counselor. I'm a certified drug and alcohol counselor. I learned how to start my own, found my own nonprofit uh, organization. 
I became a, a program facilitator. I designed and developed a six-step drug uh, rehabilitative program. Wow. I wrote books. I wrote movie scripts. Brother, I, I, I utilized my time. Right. I utilized the time I had, and I was grateful for it. Mm. Mm -hmm. You see? Wow. And I was patient in the hardship. I was patient in the hardship. I didn't, I didn't divert from doing the positive things because things wasn't going so good for me. And I was like using this as an excuse to continue to ruin my life. Ah, yeah. You stayed in there. And, and, I stayed in there. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And then when I was doing mistakes and making wrong, because I wasn't, it wasn't like I didn't make mistakes along the way. Right. Yeah, I still, I made mistakes along the way. But when I made those mistakes, I repented. How do we repent? Fall down on our knees and just start praying? Oh, that's repentance? No. Repentance starts with three conditions, man. First, having sincerity of remorse. Mm. Huh? And then having resolve to never do it again, man. Wow. Huh? And then, if you harm someone, of course, to apologize to, to those whom you have harmed. Right. But most importantly, man, to remove yourself from the wrong that mm. you've been doing. So does this happen overnight? No. So you have to apply yourself. And I did that. I, I just applied myself. Mm. Was it easy? No, but it was easy. Mm. And I'm going to say it again. Was it easy? No, but it was easy was because not. it's what I had no choice to do. I didn't have, there was no other option for me, man. Right. Wasn't easy, but it was, it easy, was easy once you made a decision. That's right. To stay in there and get it done. That's right. There was no other option. Mm. I didn't have an option when times got hard to go ahead and get a package in prison and sell it and tell my wife to bring a package in the prison. Are you crazy? That's not an option, man. Mm. I didn't have an option, man, to just pick up a knife and put it in a man because he wronged me in the penitentiary over $50 of commissary. Man, that's not an option, bro. Mm. So you started, you started caring on a higher level. Absolutely. Mm. I had to move to get home to the people who love me, man. Wow. And I was supposed to be home loving. I never forget when the uh, disaster of Katrina took place. Right. I broke down in tears and asked God for forgiveness. You know why? Because I feared if something like that would ever happen while my mother, Brenda Hansford, was out here, who would be there to take care of her? I'm her only child. Wow. Who would make sure my mother would get out the flooded bay of uh, uh, waters? Right. When it's supposed to be my responsibility. Mm -hmm. But I can't do it because I'm in a prison and she's still taking care of me. Mm. A grown 30-year-old man. Got away for his mama, his mommy, and his daddy to send him some cops. Now, let me tell you something. That's the thing that you know people don't understand, man. I don't have no other option, man, but to but to live my life as righteous as I possibly can, man. Right. Because see, I can't be that man no more. Because mm. I know that that's not a man. Right. And there's there's something you said that's that's very key to me. Um, you mentioned the mistakes. Mistakes were made, and for, for, for me, when I hear that, you know, you you know, mistakes were made, but you didn't give up. Mistakes were made, but you didn't give up. Uh, to me, it just makes me think that mistakes are discoveries, and oh, yeah, most like most often people do not stick around. There's that patience, stick around right. long enough to claim. That's right. Those discoveries. That's right. And that's just you know, that's just powerful, brother. You know what I teach in my program of drugs? I don't see a lot of people, and I'm not knocking what other people like, but in my program I teach the primary primary reasons that a person re resorts to drug abuse, okay, in my six-step program. Why do I talk about the primary reasons? Because the primary reasons are always because of trauma. Mm. The primary reasons are not always because there was hardship. See, people don't realize that, man, as human beings, we're very vulnerable. And it's, only, it's, 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 it's so easy to be naive right. and, you know, believe that you're, you're so strong that you can't be misled. Mm. 
And I can remember very, very I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to share with you. You might, you're might, going to probably laugh at this, but you want to know the first thing that I ever thought would get me high? What's that? You want to know what it was? What's that? An incense. Oh, wow. <laughs> that you're burning hey. in the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to literally, I literally would, that's the first thing I ever thought would get me high. Wow. I burned, me and my buddy, we took some incense and some cigarettes. We sat in the hallway and we went and got some uh, liquor that my mother had for her flam flam friend at the time. And we went and sat in the hallway. Now we burnt our incense, sniffing it up our nose, thinking that that's how our family was getting high. Mm. Because we would see the adults burn incense in the house while they get high, while they party. So we thought the incense was getting everybody out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, the, like, you got to look at the primary issues, man. Mm-hmm. What started this trail of madness, man? And I, I, I try to tell, you know, the people in my program, you know, revert, revert back to what were you looking for relief for? Right. You know, and when you think about it, when a person commits crimes, they commit the crime because they're looking for some type of relief. Mm. Okay. They commit the crime because they're seeking for some form of relief from something that they, you know, the cats, they tell you, man, I was out there getting that money, man, I had to take care of mine. I had to do what they say by any means necessary. Right. That's the most fraudulent thing I've ever heard. Because if it was really about any means necessary, then you would have done any means necessary to remain out there to take care of your family and protect your family. Mm. See, today, I found out for the first time in my life last week what it is to work for a paycheck and then have to give it all up for bills. Wow. I went to work for the first time in my life, earned a $580 check, and within the blink of an eye, I had to give it all away. Right. And I literally, I mean, all of it was gone in a blink of an eye. And that goes to your uh, comment earlier about, you know, patience and patience, you man. know understanding, because if you don't understand your, your, your purpose, you don't understand your mission, why you are doing what you're doing, yeah. you know, I it's mean, it's, it's, it, you really just going to be right back to where you started. If you don't have an understanding of that. That point, that point of impact has to move you, man. You cannot continue to be a prisoner of incarceration, man. Mm. You cannot continue to keep yourself incarcerated with these negative concepts of how you should be uh, evolutioning yourself in life. Right. Because you, you, you turn on the television or you're listening to Flan Flan so-and-so and, or you're seeing so Man, you got to see the bigger picture. Mm. And it starts with loving yourself. It starts with loving yourself. It starts with being a leader in your family. And in your community, it starts with being a mature individual. As I like to say, removing yourself from the Peter Pan syndrome. Right. You cannot go through this life, man, thinking that it's all about you. Mm. Mm. That selfishness. You can't do it, man. Mm. Mm. Accepting responsibility. You got to have accountability. You got to take accountability, man. You listen. I don't, I don't have no more excuses to get wow. my dad. I call my father every day. I call my mother every single day. Mm. I call my sisters every day. Wow. Because these are the people that Allah tells me in the Quran, I am responsible for Allah said mm. in, in chapter four, uh, and Nisa, that men, uh, verse, I, I, uh, verse uh, 34, ayat 34, that men are the maintainers, providers, and protectors of the women and the orphans. And it, what people don't understand, that's not talking about just your wife. Right. It's talking about the women of your family, the women of your community, and the women of your society. And I understand that I have yet to maybe mature properly, but I have to govern my life by that which is greater than me i'm no longer just trying to live my life just for you know myself that's right because it's not it's not just about me that's right that's right and 
And I feel so good. My wife, I told you earlier, she caused me to give away Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. She caused me to give away Muslim. Yeah. yeah. She said, I'm going to just start calling. They need to just start calling you to give away Muslim because you just going to give all our stuff away. Yeah. <laughs> and she says to me, yeah. you know, you're just going to give everybody. There you go. You're going to give what you're going to give. Yeah, okay. Go on, give it to them. You know, but... It's just, you know, it's just, it, I mean, it's just bigger than this, you know, yeah. we, and we really have to uh, really just start being honest and, you know, people have to just start really acknowledging truth, you know, and I, I had said this to an individual earlier that everything that's logical doesn't mean it's true. Right. And so we're so easy to turn away from truth. You can sit up here and buy a pack of cigarettes and read the pack of cigarettes telling you about all the chemicals and all the cause of harm it can do to you mm. and still ignore it because of your desire mm. you know yes, and we do that not just with cigarettes but imagine the one who does it because he wants to be a leader he so desires to be a leader that even though he knows the truth he's, he doesn't care I, I, I'm, I'm gonna do what i want to do because i'm gonna i'm gonna be the leader right gotta be the man i'm the man they're gonna recognize me right come on man that's what's bringing us down. That's what's keeping us in the slums. Man, listen, I was in the prison system. I got out December the 17th. The COVID been going on since what? Um, last year? Uh, last, last year, January. Was, last year. January, right? Mm -hmm. They locked us down, right? Do you know that black on black crime increased in that period of time? Absolutely. And do you know what was even crazier about all of that? That even while the COVID was going on, guns were flooding our streets, and we out here killing each other. That's right. Guess what yeah. else was going on? What's that? White supremacy was on the rise. Mm. Not only on the streets, but in the prisons as well. Wow. So how really intelligent are we? Because <laughs> we knocking ourselves out. We knocking us. We watching on TV every day. Donald Trump, for a whole year, man, Donald Trump and every white supremacist group that could support him, letting us know that they want the great old America back. But yet, if I turn my television on, I would hear in the streets of Norfolk, Portsmouth, Newport News. And this was, I'm telling you, man, this is crazy. Four kids getting shot every week. Wow. Children. I'm not talking about young adult men, I'm talking about children, 15, 18, 16 years old, 13 years old, 12 years old, mm. on a rise. Like, oh, like, come on. But we marching in the streets. Black Lives Matter. Right. Uh, we screaming on television about uh, police brutality. Right, right. We're not focused on group economics, man. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I talk to people every day about group economics, man. And, um, on, man. you know, it is the number one reason why we are all over the place. And all over the place, man. And nowhere at all. At all. Yeah, we sitting there marching in the streets while our children is being killed. Right in the food. And we not screaming about none of that. Right. We not screaming about none of that, man. And to me, it's just, you know, I get it. That's an issue that we have to address. But we can't address, you know, I, it's, it's, old, it's a little uh, uh, saying I say all the time. The battle of self must be won before the war against another can begin. Mm. The battle of self must be won before war against another can begin. <laughs> How can we talk about fighting anything that's against us when we can't even take care of our own? That's real. That's real. So we... I mean, the, the 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 destruction that we bring upon ourselves is far greater than the brutality of police brutality. That's right. When you look at Shot Town, and they got a in two months, they got a hundred and fifty kids killed, man. That's right. Come on, man. And up and above the fact that uh, you know, we can, you know, present a strong case as to you know, um, yeah, genocide absolutely. and things of that absolutely. nature. Absolutely. There's no greater you know, um, adverse force against us than that of ourselves, man. That's self-inflicted, man. Right, and we have to remove this ill that's 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 
you know, contaminating our families, man, in our community. And that's why I started and I tell every one of my, as I was mentioning to you earlier, I always remind my family on Facebook that we are the revolution mm -hmm. to unite as a family. I ain't worried about this. I can't worry about the, the society. Right. I got to worry about myself and my family first. Right. Allah says in the Quran in Surah Tareem, uh, Surah uh, chapter 66, verse 6, save yourself, then your family, then your society, then then the society and community around you. Mm. So I got to get I gotta get my family, me, my family together first. So that's why I try to focus. And, um, you know, um, like I said, I want to really, um, I, I want to thank you guys for, um, you know, reaching out to me first off, because you, you, you reached out to me and, um, I thought that was real beautiful. And even now, like you just, uh, I'm so honored to be talking to you right now and having this privilege. And uh, I can't even give you enough gratitude uh, for allowing my voice to be heard. I, I mean, I'm nearly not a, I don't think I'm that important, but oh, man. <laughs> you, you obviously believed I was. And, 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 you know, I, I thank you for that. Um, I thank you for this opportunity and, um, uh, just to, you know, speak. And, and if I, you know, if by any means I've said something that was maybe incorrect, I just ask that before people criticize me, you know, at least pray for me. <laughs> mm. You know, mm. at least pray for me. And just, you know, uh, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt because I'm, I'm not, you know, sufficient. I right. mean, I'm a human being. I have faults. Right. And my beliefs are not always, this, you know, in line with your beliefs. So if I offended anybody, I apologize. But I desperately want to thank you. And uh, I don't know how I can show my, my my gratitude to you for this, except for to tell you that I apologize to you. Once, as I, I once mentioned earlier, I apologize to you deeply as uh, your cousin and family member for not being responsible and accountable when I should have, but I'm grateful that you forgive me and, you know, you're allowing me to be the man I am today and uh, and you're encouraging me to be a better man tomorrow. So thank you. Absolutely, brother. I, I, I really, um, I would love to respond to all of that, but I just want to say, I just want to say this. Um, in the U.S., the U.S. has only 5% of the world's population. Mm -hmm. Only 5% of the world's population is in the U.S. Yeah. But it has nearly twenty five percent of its population incarcerated. Incarcerated, absolutely. And so I want to in in that you know in that light, I want yeah. to thank you for lowering that percentage by well, holding on, yeah. and and having you know getting in tune with why you are needed and where you are needed because that's 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 purpose and and. and you know, um, your story must be told because your story is, is is one of high and strong inspiration on all levels. You know, to to say a man was, you know, removed from society for 25 years yeah, and be physically in my midst and telling me that, yes, I have a nonprofit organization. I've gotten my GED. I got a six step program. Um yeah mentor program, you know, POI, point of impact. Man, there's people out here that's, that's, you know, that's been out here, ain't had no interruptions and don't have none of that. Okay. And so this is a, this is a, 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 a mighty, you know, th these are things to really, really be proud of. I'm proud of it. And to have you, you know, as my as my cousin, man, I, I feel like that's even more of an impact because throughout the years, like I said, I've been, you know, getting nothing. But I've been feeling the love from the family like, man, you know, yeah, he coming home. You know, what I mean, he, he coming home. The family never gave a whisper as to, yeah, I don't think he coming home. I, it always was high faith, man. And people people were praying on your behalf. So to 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 the point of. You know, not being important. <laughs> nah, brother. Nah, brother. You are absolutely important, and we love you, man. And I'm so glad that uh, you know that that you here, man. And, and thank you. You know that you are on not just here, but on the path that you are on. Well, thank you. you know? All praises to Allah. Alhamdulillah. I, I, I thank Allah for that. Absolutely, man. Well, so, so, so again, man, thank you for, you know, giving me the two hours, even though we're going to only air an hour, but thank you, man, for giving me the two hours, you well, know, the Jews uh, uh, were so powerful. 
Um, before we get out of here, I mean, your whole, this whole interview has been, you know, enlightening, inspiring, but before we get out of here, if there's anything that you would like to, uh, share with the listeners, um, words of wisdom or anything, um, you know, regardless to, to, to what it is now is the time. Well, I would just like to say real, you know, in closing this, um, you know, most importantly, man, there's a, uh, renowned scholars named Muhammad Nasir al-Din Adabani. May Allah be pleased with him. And he said that the fruit of one's knowledge is in his character. The fruit of one's knowledge is in his character. Mm. The fruit of one's knowledge is in his character. Powerful. So with that, I would just, you know, hope that some benefit can come from my words. And um, I give all praise to Allah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Rabbil alameen. And I thank you again. I'm, I'm grateful to you for affording me this opportunity to even show my gratefulness and my gratitude to the people who are all support because really it, 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 they tell the story. But there's mm-hmm. one person I want to um, mention real, real briefly, if you don't mind. Um, my cousin Leslie Dickerson. Right. I love her. And um, I'm so grateful for her igniting the fire again. Right. Um, Allah put her in a position to ignite the fire in the movement that led to my, you know, uh, calls of people just responding. Uh, and I, I want to just let her know that I love her. And um, just to my family. And uh, when I say to my family, I'm talking about all the people who, I'm not just talking about my blood family. I'm talking about all the people, man. Everybody. Who have prayed, who have prayed for me, who, who have um, known me in all the years that I've lived my life and I've always, and there's so many people that contributed to the man I am. It, it, it's, it's no way I can even mention all the names. Right. You know, um, and most importantly, you know, I want to give uh, praise and thanks to Allah for, you know, uh, the blessing of having a grandmother that I had. My, my grandmother passed away while I was incarcerated. And my aunt Lorraine, she passed away while I was incarcerated. And these two people were really my, my primary supporters with my, throughout my incarceration and along with my mother. And uh, so, you know, and um, also I got to just say to my aunt Shirley mm-hmm. uh, and my uh, my cousin Mary and um, to my sister Nikki and my sister Janelle and my sister Rhonda and uh, my brother and my father and my mom. Like, and most importantly, I got to give a big, big shout out. Like the love that I have for this person is not just because she's my, my spouse, but because she's my sister in faith. And that's my wife, Sadiqa. She's mm. been an umbrella of shade for me. Mm. So Behind yeah. every great man, there is yeah. most definitely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, a very, very great yeah. woman. Yeah, so, and because you're the man. <laughs> brother you are you are you are loved you 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 have uh you know you you i can't say you don't have any idea but because the love is so powerful you and and you're so grateful that means you're receiving it you understand it you accept it you embrace it and um i just want to let the listeners know that you know if you got anybody that's uh you know incarcerated you got anybody out there that yeah. That that there may be in any situation, un, an unfriendly situation, an unlikable situation. Don't give up on people. No, you know don't saying? give up on them, man. Don't give up on people. You know what I'm saying? There's always different sides to the equation. You know, and love is not one dimensional. Absolutely. Not one dimensional. So, um, yes, look out for uh, Point of Impact. What's the name of your book? You got a name for it? Yeah, it's Point of Impact. Prison POI, prison of incarceration. Um, if people can look out, as a matter of fact, you can go online to uh, www.communityunitedfocus.com and support uh, our nonprofit. Um, I'm gonna, I'm working hard to get this book published soon. Um, and you can also go to www.umacom.org and support. Uh, if you can, our, our nonprofit in any way that you can, you know, uh, we feed the poor and we feed families. Mm. We're right now striving to raise money for a facility which would house for 90 days temporary housing for women who are temporarily displaced from having a shelter. And uh, so 
please, you know, we need your support. You can go online and check us out. And, uh, you know, the book will be coming out soon, you know, and I'm going I'm to bring it to your mention. Make sure I shoot you a copy so that you can, you know, let everybody know it's available to them. Once again, man, you know, Absolutely. that's what it is. It's just hard work, grind every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. One more time. Repeat that uh, website for everybody. It's um, www.communityofunitedfocus.com. And then you can go to also www.umacom.org. And uh, check us out, man. We need support. We're we doing it right from our own pockets right now. We, we're doing all we can and uh, to give to our community, you know, and uh, we, we, we tight. But, hey, uh, Allah is our razak. He's our provider, sustainer. And we put out to our hold. And our Raja, I trust and I hope in him. And, and thank you again uh, for everyone who's listening. You know, join us. Uh, you can befriend me on Facebook. I'm a, I'm a transparent person. You know, I'm, I'm here in any way that I can help uh, with people who are going through anything, incarceration or things like that. You can reach out to me on Facebook. You can reach out to Derek L. Hansford uh, on Facebook. I'll befriend you. You know, I'm not with the foolishness, the shenanigans. So, if you you know, if you're Facebooking me to talk about uh, what Shay Shay Nene and Nene doing in the neighborhood, <laughs> we, yeah. we just block you out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I don't need that energy. So, you know, but yeah, thank you, cuz, for the plug. And, and, you know, that's what we're doing. We're working hard over here, you know, and we can use all the support we can. All no, right. no doubt, brother. No doubt. Hold on one second. Do not hang up. WNT9 Talk Radio. My brother, my cousin, Derek Hansford. Home, man. 25 yeah. years. Home, man. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel great, man. I feel great. I love you, man. I, I love you. you. Too, hold, hold on one second. All right. All right. No more sleeping in bed. No more backward thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There is so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wake up, all the teachers. Time to teach a new way. Maybe then they listen to what you have to say. Cause they're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in. Consumers, we more than shooters.
us more than loot us created in this image so god lived through us and even in this generation living through computers only love 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 can reboot us come on Everybody, wake up everybody. Yeah.